1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Good evening,
3: everybody. Welcome back to the Seasides podcast on a Tuesday evening. Joining us on the panel, this fine, very windy, blustery day in Blackpool, are Coffin Nick, the Grim, the Grice Reaper even, and uh, Tom... Yeah, you're, you're, as I said in the uh, green room, you're, you're emulating Most Haunted with your uh, um, green grey power. I think that's the word, isn't it? Yeah, so obviously... around anyway. Yeah, reminiscent, but... reminiscent of Tim when he was in his crypt. Yeah, it's it's
4: a wet and windy Yorkshire, so I thought I'd uh, put a background that it was appropriate. I
3: was depressing in Yorkshire. Uh, the Grim Reapers above you. All right, Andy, are you, you a bit happier Oh, after that good. performance, after those three points? What a man Chris
5: Lee is, eh? Even got a good fist in <laughs> for all those that went to uh, <laughs> to Bristol. But, like, uh, no, uh, happy with the three points is what we all wanted. So, um,
3: like, Everyone's got to be happy that we've got three points away from home at last. Um, next, join, kind of joined us subs bench this evening uh a coffin adult trump would call you coffin nick smith and those names he yeah. puts on um our two members who panel members who did go to the game one's cried off and uh sakia just can't be bothered can he
2: he's having laptop trouble i've got what matt's got by the sound of it um <clears throat> bob fleming i just cannot stop coughing but um I passed a late fitness test, so uh, I'll do I'll do my best. So I think between us, we uh, I, I had the radio on and I've seen highlights. Um, like you say, Matt and Matt and Tim were the two people who were there, and uh, they've not made it, unfortunately. But we'll uh, we'll soldier on, regardless. Our boots on the ground have been taken off, chucked in a corner,
3: and been left to rot. But yeah, we'll. We'll cover the game as best we can. Anyway, let's get on with it. And we'll start, as ever, with um, the starting 11. O'Donnell, Husband, Norburn, Morgan, Joseph, Dembele, Coulson, Rhodes, Casey, Pateta on the bench, Chapman. I guess that's the third choice keeper. Connolly, Gabriel, Dale, Carey, Virtue and Lavery. And the strong bench and the... Your words were, were ringing in my ears when I looked at that start 11 when you predicted that after such a fine performance of our two proper wing-backs, Lions and Gabriel, that Lions would probably be benched for the next game. Your prophecy did come true, somewhat. But he wasn't just benched, he was uh, thrown out of the squad completely. Ostracised.
5: Chucked What's going on? Chucked into the reserves. Um, no, just um, obviously. I think a few of us are disappointed with the um, with the way lines fi- or we feel lines has been treated. Obviously, we don't know everything. Obviously, we don't know if he's played hundred and twenty minutes in the week and uh, and picked carrying a bit of an injury. We don't know anything like that. But on the face of it. I think having had a great performance on the um on Wednesday night just feels a bit disappointing that you can't then get in the squad. But hey ho, we have to move on, don't we? It wouldn't be the first time I've questioned Mr Cruitley. Not you,
3: Andy, surely. No. I don't believe that for a second. No.
5: But no, he's he's this stunt. He's, he's probably the standout. Gabriel, you can short understand coming back from his uh, injury and like playing during the week, and then like benching him for the weekend. You can you you get that, don't you? You get that. Um, but when I, I doubt if we've signed Coulson not to play. Um. Yeah. So the other the other the other one at the back left Connolly out, didn't we? And went back to KC, etc., and husband, which more. we Did we start with that? That's about what we started with. Start of the season where Marv had all, all his uh, problems with the passing around at the back. But, mm. like, like he, he seems to hopefully have
3: come through that a little bit. Okay, Tom, over to you. Your thoughts on that? No, no Pennington whatsoever. Um, Even on the sub bench, so I don't know what's going on there.
4: Yeah, he, he's back, Critchley's back to his old ways, isn't he, with um, making a few random changes in the starting eleven, which I quite like in a weird way. Um, you're half expecting Oakley Booth to be in there or something, aren't you? It's just a bit of a red herring that they just throw <laughs> Yeah, you, you never know what's coming with the Critchley starting eleven. I quite liked it. To be honest, I didn't notice Gabriel was out at the time, but then, yeah, um, that was a surprise maybe, but again, he's... He played a slightly different formation, didn't he? Against Forest, putting Hamilton sort of behind Roads a little bit rather than as a wing back. But he's gone back to his tried and trusted three-five-two. So, yeah, he's obviously just taken Gabriel out for that purpose and put Coulson back in. But yeah, it wasn't. You know, he, there's no one screaming out as a bad choice in that eleven. I think we all like the eleven players who played. It was more just a case of the players that maybe we would like to have seen in there instead as well which is testament to the strength of our squad at the minute where we've got Gabriel and Lyons have been injured and they've come back. You've got Virtue back fit, Lavery's back fit. Um, so we've got plenty of options across the field.
3: Nick, um Tom just mentioned there the strength of the squad. Um, if you look at the subs bench that is strong. There's, there's game changes, pretend you're know, You're looking at four, possibly five game changes on that subs bench.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't mind the lineup, up um, But like Andy, I was, I was disappointed that Lions didn't feature at least on the bench. Um, you know, like he says, we're not sure what's going on there. Maybe maybe he's picked up a knock, I don't know. I've not seen anything to say that. And and Pennington, um, I think his was a head injury, wasn't it? So they would have had the um the certain protocols to follow, isn't there, I think, following that. Um but that has been a while, so not really sure there. But I, I you know, I was quite pleased with the lineup overall. Great to see Joseph in there after his um his performance against Forest, and as we'll we'll come to talk about, um, he you know he certainly had a, a positive impact in the game. And we have got you know the games are thick and fast, aren't they? And we we we're probably a bit dead on our feet after all the effort we put in after Forest. So um, you know rotating a bit is is probably no bad thing. And we got the three points, so you have to say it was uh, it was probably justified. Yep, you can't argue. With the win, Um Dave Coleman just said Pennington was on the bench against
3: Forest. Right, right.
2: I think he was. So, yeah, a bit of a funny one because um you know I think he's done all right this season when he's played. Probably, probably worth a place on the bench. But um, yeah, is he
3: our standout defender, Pen- Pennington? I'd say he's up there. Yeah, right.
4: probably pick Connolly yeah. because he's versatile and he can drop into the yeah, looking into. Whereas Pennington's literally just going to play right centre half, but it's only if Casey yeah. goes out or Epiteta So
5: probably just. Edged it on that reason. Yeah. He's probably got five of them that he picks. He? <clears throat> the 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 three that played there with Pennington and uh, Connolly, um, and he he doesn't seem bothered which which ones he plays, does he? Really?
3: Mark Leggs just said, "Is it squad rotation? Is this the Critch way? Just get used to it. As it's annoying, as he he ain't going to change his ways."
2: Well, I think you know if you if you lose in three on the bounce, that you, you you know you could be questioning it. I think when you win three on the bounce, you you have to say fair enough. And um, when you look at the squad, there probably is going to be one or two who um, unfortunately might not make the bench. Uh, but then you never know; you can be out the squad for five or six games, then you start, don't you? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, so it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean we've we've seen the last of these players or anything. Um, you know, we could they, they could they could be starting on Saturday. The
4: only final sort of thing you notice when you see the lineup is there was no Grimshaw because I know we probably all expected him not to play, but yeah. it's a shame not to see him in there. It's probably the first thing you notice. is worth the mention. I don't know if anyone's seen the news on Grimshaw. I don't remember seeing anything
5: about how long he's going to be out for. I know they try and keep that close to the chest, but um, not, yeah. Critchley did mention that. it. Critchley did mention it. Uh, and I think he said he was touch and go for this game, but right. they uh they decided to uh, um leave him out and they uh but <clears throat> if that's the case then you'd expect him to be back in goal on Saturday. Well
3: That said, would it be a bit <clears throat> harsh on O'Donnell to to, ro- to drop him straight away given you know, we're jumping, jumping slightly ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about CJ's opening goal. But he... I've put him in the match notes, and um, a great save from O'Connell, if, if you remember. Point blank save not long after we'd gone one up. Um, stopping there, lad, when he's three on goal at an angle. I think that, that was a pivotal moment of the game for me. Had they stuck that away, the whole atmosphere in the ground would have changed, and they, you know, the it could have swung the other way, and they could have gone to win the game, so...
2: It'd be, yeah, I mean, if if, if Grimmy is fit for Saturday, it will be interesting to see what he does because he certainly, um, you know, he didn't let anybody down, O'Donnell. Um, but I think ultimately Grimmy is first choice, isn't he? O'Donnell's played, um, you know, sort of in the cup games, be it FA Cup or um, EFL Trophy games. Um, so I think I think if if Grimmy is fully fit, I would probably expect him to to start. Oh, you know, and, and like I say, don't mind no doll. I'm not thinking, Oh, you know, we we looked any worse off for it. We didn't at all. I suppose it's in it and it's good to have a keeper that <clears throat> can come in when needed and, you know, and perform well and it'll probably it also keeps Grimmy on his toes as well, doesn't it? Yeah.
3: Let's yeah. Nice move on to the first I, half
5: then. I think, I, I think whichever one of them plays on Saturday, the other one will play against Bolt. Yeah. 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 And... um who who are incidentally winning tonight, and Bristol Rovers getting beat by Exeter at home. would well, have played
2: tonight as well, aren't they? Yeah, they're, and they're getting on. Char- Charlton at one 0 down, so um, we'll we'll come on to that at the end of the show. But um, he could be sacked by the end of the show. Got, couldn't we? Well, I was hoping they got a result tonight and kept him in a job because I think if they lose home to Northampton, it could be it could be curtains for Mr. Appleton, and we won't get to. We just You know, give him a nice round of applause. Well, we could just put sense. Colin in the dugout.
5: Just <laughs> yeah, put Colin yeah. in the dugout. Everyone would just think he's there. Just just give Colin an injection of steroids into both his biceps and get him to fold <laughs> his arms on the touchline. <laughs>
2: they've they've just equalised Charlton and then Northampton have got up the other end and scored. So it's two one to Northampton okay. at the moment. Okay. Anyway, back to our game.
3: <laughs> we'll give live scores later. They've not won. Um since the twenty eighth of
2: November, mm. I was having a look on their forum. Sorry, I know we're going off topic here. Um, and a lot of the comments from Charlton fans it, it, it mirrored what sort of a view from the tower was like. I think under to, towards the end of uh, of Appleton's reign, um, people saying you know he's not done anything to endear himself and uh, endearing himself to to fans and questioning some of the tactics of formations and stuff. And there's a lot of people. Uh, what and a change change of manager, sounds uh,
3: very familiar that Nick, doesn't it? Stay. Amen. Uh, lovely stuff. South Shore Seaside at Oxford are oh, losing. Fingers crossed, results go away. Right anyway, first half. Um come to you first, uh, Tom. Blackpool started the game very strongly, five minutes in and uh CJ's scored. Joseph once again involved, heavily involved.
4: Yeah, it was good from good work from Rhodes as well, and it's a spot for yeah. Joseph to run and slide in and poke it forward, very intelligent forward play. Joseph looks like a different player. I know there was a lot of um, criticism of him, but obviously people said it on on here, and, and a lot of friends I spoke to have been to the games while well,
3: criticising him. Um, Didn't someone refer stopped. to him as the, Geo- the new Joe Nuttall as well? Yeah. They seem to be which don't know doesn't that much worse of that, does it? No.
4: <laughs> but I do yeah, he just needed that goal. I don't, yeah, the goal in the midweek will have helped him and he's just been working really hard. But I think he's just getting confident in his own body isn't he? and getting back out there because it's been out for a hell of a long time and you can't underestimate how much of an impact that time off has with a, a, a serious injury. So, yeah, it's been great to see him come into the side. Um, worth noticing, Jordan Rhodes hasn't scored for seven games. Nobody's talking about that because we've won three games, but he hadn't gone. More than two games without a goal, but he's now gone seven. So he scored on Boxing Day, which I noticed. So it's great that someone like Joseph can come in and um, pull his weight so that we're not um, just worried about Rhodes. But yeah, in particular with the goal, great work from Rhodes, great work from Joseph, and a, a thumping finish from CJ. Who knew he had that in his locker with his
5: right <laughs> foot? Easy to miss, Andy, actually, wasn't it? it was, um... <clears throat> the lumped... Well, I mean, the creature is still on the ceiling because... His love child's hit one with his right foot, and it's just arrowed into the top corner, isn't it? It's just a uh, um, sublime. Ah, it's a great finish. To be fair, you couldn't, you 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 can't knock it. It was it was a really good finish. I mean, I expected to they'd be getting the ball out of the car park, and uh, to be fair, um, but like, you, you, there's nothing you can say. Like the only thing that would have made it better if it had been Colinley hitting it, and he could have justified an eight instead of the four that we readjusted it to last week. No, it was a good, great finish, great finish, and really good players. Tom said by Rhodes and Joseph.
3: Did anyone notice the uh, he did a slight goading of the uh Bristol Rovers fans, which was a Good to see. You know we've bemoaned it happening to us all the time, haven't we? Who, Josie? it No, CJ. CJ gave it a bit of a yeah. he gave it gave it, gave it a bit to the Bristol Rovers fans. There wasn't much of a reaction, so he kind of muted that celebration. So yeah, great start though, Nick. And um, as as we said earlier, yeah. O'Donnell's made a very smart save. Very five minutes after the first goal's gone in, and a, a pivotal moment, perhaps
2: yeah yeah it stood up well to it. It was a good save, and like you say if if they um if they scored then it could uh, it could have been a different story because they are decent at home I, I think it's something like in the league they' they're unbeaten in a good number of games I think it goes back to to august but um when the last time they'd lost at home in the league so and as we said on the last pod, it's not a place where we've got a great record so the way we started was was just brilliant on the front foot and I'd echo what the guy said about Joseph um you know I've liked him um from the start really and I think it was just a case of him getting his fitness back he was out for was it four and a half months um so it can take a little bit of time and I think we're starting to see the best of him now um he eats his work rate, but also his skill and you know when he got into that that position quite often we've seen this season with players where we're in good positions and we just don't quite play the right ball or defender gets the foot in at the byline and this was just a bit of composure great ball across and you know fair play to cj i was you know you see it and think where's this going to end up and uh it might have taken a slight touch but nevertheless a great finish and and then yeah that save from o'donnell um was pivotal especially when what then happened with with you know, with the second goal. And again, great from Joseph um, on the break as well. And then up the other end. And again, another um, just great composure to to lay it across to Dembele. And another absolutely brilliant finish.
3: Jerry Yates has been coming in for a bit of stick from Swansea fans. I don't know if you guys have seen him on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, Obviously, Joseph's come as part of the, the Jerry and um, we weren't privy to the amount but what do we estimate it was like four million i think they <clears throat> Is it four million how much how much was joseph worth are
5: we guessing well the Swan- that- swansea lad that i saw was bemoaning the fact that they'd paid three million for yates plus
2: joseph so yeah so it's effectively a million i think isn't it for joseph Something yeah like that.
5: so so the the they thought they'd Got the very much the worst of that deal, and they think that Joseph was a better player than than Yates. And it's 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 hard for us, isn't it? Because Yates was was good for us, and and he's well liked, and his work rate was fantastic. But on this on this uh, the showing of the last two, um, the last two games, Joseph's work rate is really good too. And, like, he's definitely, definitely looking like a good signing now. Like He he has really took his time to find his feet with us. Um, But the last two showings, you know, you you can't knock the lad. He's, uh, He's
3: doing really well. Tom, how do you think they compare the two players, Jerry and Joseph? They've got very similar attributes in some ways.
4: It is, yeah, if you remember when Jerry first signed as well, he went on a big run of not scoring, didn't he, like eleven games. So you could compare that to Joseph as well a bit really, but one thing you can say about them both is the work
3: rate and uh what we was, love, Tom. What Blackpool th- sorry, did you lose me there? So just Yeah. yeah. Oh, so just beat uh, that, you start again. Yeah. Start
4: so I was just saying that he went on a run, didn't he? Of no games, Jerry. Uh, sorry, no goals, Jerry, at the start of his run before he found his feet, and then he managed to go on a bit of a scoring run. So similar to Joseph's start, really, in Tangerine. And but what he can say about them both is they've got great work rate, and one thing we love at Bloomfield Road is players who work hard, and even if they're not scoring goals, we'll always, you know, cheer them on for doing the best. Whereas in the Championship, you don't sort of get that luxury. So I think he's been allowed to play into form, whereas. Jerry at Swansea. I know he started quite well and he scored a few, but as soon as he was on that dry spell, questions start to get asked. And I watched some of the game on Sunday against Leeds and he slid sitter. in and hit the post. Um similar to that miss. I can't remember where it was last season, but Jerry missed a sitter for us, didn't he? And um when we were on a really bad run, it was a massive chance. So he's not he's never been a, like an absolute prolific goal scorer. I don't think Joseph necessarily is, but what you saw great from Joseph on Saturday was setting up those two goals, like Nick said, just being able to have that uh, clarity of thought and pick the right pass. That's a perfect strike partner for for robes in this team. So yeah, very similar players, really, with good quality.
2: I like that comment from Andy Porter. John, I was about to say Joseph is like a hybrid of Jazz and Gaz, and he's right. You know, he has got that. He, he's got a physicality about him as well, but he he's a he's a no a, no disrespect to. Him to, to big be gaz because I, I know mitch will be listening but um <laughs> he's he's just more mobile as well isn't he which you know he's a he's a younger player isn't he um but he he's got that physicality about him but he's he's not short of pace either and um, so that coupled with his work rate i think we've um we've got a very decent player on our hands at this level The uh, one
3: of our other panel members whose name I'll not be mentioned, predicted he will never play for Blackpool, didn't he? So, a uh, bit of a. I got his face then, I think.
5: Right, so let's you, talk you about. Had to, you, had, you had to be, sorry, you had to Go be, um, accept that you just, like, it was hard luck, wasn't it? That you signed a player with an injury, then he recovers and then he gets injured. And, like, it just it had the hallmarks of a Kevin Stewart, didn't it? and just think, thinking like, oh no, no, it's not going to happen to us again and and that's how it, it probably felt and that's, that's where the cynical bit comes in. Sorry, John. It's,
4: especially because nobody's got over the Colby Bishop situation yet, have they? So until we get back to the Championship, that's not going to go away. <laughs> so every, every big signing just got big pressure on from that situation and uh, the irony of him getting injured so early on, put that into uh, context a little
3: bit given they were probably a similar fee. Tom, what did you make of Chris Martin's goal? Played for it or a total scab? Nah, it's a clever finish, isn't it? I, think, I don't know if he's meant to do it exactly
4: like that, but he's just hitting it towards the back post and probably over the keeper. So it's it's come off exactly how he wanted it to, hasn't he? But I think that's just instinct. You see the ball get flicked on and just stick a leg out. It's like when yes. Anderson scored one, didn't he, in a cup for us, which was even better than that and it came off the back of his heel or something so yeah a bit of a freak goal he's he scored goals at every level Chris Martin hasn't he so you can't say that you know he's just a big battering ram that can't that hasn't got that in his locker he has so yeah I give
3: it to him You giving it Andy? Do you claim that? played?
2: <laughs> yeah I think I'd agree with Tom I think you know at first you think as he meant it but he is a uh, you know, he's a he's a wily old player and, you know, he's got gold like that in his locker. But my, my worry was at that point, you know, are they going to go and get a second? Have we, you know, we'd started so well um, and you're thinking, God, if we could just get another and that this could be a, a real massive statement win. Not that it wasn't, but um, at 2-1, you're thinking our away form, some of the performances we've seen, psychologically, you know, mentally, what, are we going to be able to to hang on in there on this because it can become a bit of a you know a mental thing with players when you're you're putting in poor, poor performances away from home and collectively they just sort of you know do their heads drop but to be fair you know without necessarily going and creating loads up at the other end um I thought we we saw the game out pretty well on the whole after that there wasn't loads of chances but I didn't mind that because you, you know listening to it I didn't sort of feel or oh,
3: Pardon the interruption, normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others, then please consider joining our Patreon supporter program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod.com there are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters' WhatsApp group, which is good fun, and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do Support us. Patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod. Let's get back to the content. See you later.
2: Odial, well, there's a goal coming here. They had a couple of corners and one where I think, you know, O'Donnell and Marv between them sort of cleared it at the back post. Um, and we had chances on the break. So I think overall it was um, it was a deserved three points. It was a bit, bit of a stretch for Critchley
5: to say that we were comfortable in the game. It was a, it that that was a bit of a stretch to be honest. But
2: yeah. did you feel though that oh we've got away with one there? I did. I didn't. It didn't sound to me listening to it that there was masses of pressure coming from them. I thought we, you know, without like I say, creating loads. I didn't feel like oh Jesus, did you know we're getting away with it here. There's a there's a goal coming.
5: No, it it wasn't that. But you never you were never comfortable. Like because number one, you knew what we were like. And number two, that you know, they had some pressure and, like, I know we, right at the end they had the uh, uh, supposed penalty appeal. I, I, I think on I say it was outside the area. But that, honestly, I was watching it with three others and every one of them went pen. Penalty. And, and it, it looked a pen. And so I think we we... We did get away with one a little bit because the referee didn't even give a foul, and like let's be fair, it was a foul. It was just outside the box and, and not a pen. It was, it, but he, he fell right way in to the area. Um, so anyway, look, we have enough bad luck in the season.
3: So if we've if we've got a bit of good luck there, great. Second half then, uh, Tom. Not really uh, instant packed, was it?
4: No, I remember the the chance that we got when Lavery broke up, broke clear, um, and then it. Albie Morgan forced a save, didn't he? And I thought the highlights. Bristol Rovers had a few chances, no, no real massive clear cut ones, but I think O'Donnel made a couple of good saves and it, a bit of good defending as well. But I think generally it's just great to get that monkey off our back for a away wins, isn't it? I don't know whether they lost the last away win. Was it was a long time ago, it it was certainly before the Fleetwood 3 3 on it. I think lost pretty much everyone since then, so massive to build on that. Hope those home games. I think the atmosphere around the place was very much, um, you know, home games are one thing, but I'm leaving before Critchley does his thing at the end because we can't get a point away from home, so it doesn't matter till that gets turned around. But now we've actually won, and that creates a bit of momentum. we have won three on the bounce now, um. And, yeah, that means a lot more than it does when you win at home because of of our dismal away record. So, uh, I know Critchley said in his post-match that that was the biggest result of the season or, you know, most pivotal moment so far in the season. I'd have to agree with that because Mm -hmm. it's really a, a, a sign that we're going to be up there in the mix at the end of the season rather than sinking towards Northampton, Leighton Orient and Lincoln behind us with that big gap. So it's nice to see we're still in the race without those three wins after
3: a shocking christmas he he said um I think given our recent schedule this is our best results of the season agree with that <clears throat> anybody
2: yeah. i I would agree with it yeah I think we all said on the last pod that it was um a you know a pivotal moment in the season and you know we were winning these home games and then being so poor away um and you're not going to push her into the playoffs unless you can pick up points away from home. I mean, w- one day at some point, we might move out of eighth place. Who knows? Um, but teams have got games in hand on us, haven't they? You know, there's a few playing tonight. So it was really important to to pick up the win. Which I just it? said, unbeaten in 2024. Ooh. Well, you know, you remember last time under Critch, that second half of the season, yeah. we were... We had a mad run, didn't we, so fingers crossed, we can replicate that I think we need another one, Nick if I'm being brutally honest
5: we we have to get another run those runs I mean we talked about when was it john Zeus um it was before the Northampton is that this post Portsmouth wasn't it, and we had the we had a pod, and I spoke about um this Northampton game being crucial now to us and and then so on. Uh, <clears throat> one of our esteemed com- comments came through from one of our esteemed watchers who said, "You are you crazy? It's not a must win. And that's not what I was trying to say. I was trying to say it's really important that we, we win the Northampton game to get on
0: a run. And to get picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything Twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
5: Momentum of a run, right? And then we lose. After sounds football. like you've been stewing on that, Andy. No, nah, it's just, <laughs> no, it's just, it's just that I don't. We all want the same thing here. By the way, we all want the same it's thing. It's like
3: that Linda Carlisle song again, isn't it? We, <laughs> we, 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 we dream the same together. dream. We <laughs> want the same thing. We want the same thing. Let's look at the league table then after that game. Surprise, surprise, we are in eighth. However, that gap is now shortening ever so slightly um, between us and Barnsley and Oxford. Oxford, obviously, Oxford are losing tonight, aren't they? Uh, three wins three wins on the bounce. That's been, I think, as we said in the intro, the first time since March 22. So not to be sniffed at uh three wins on the bounce in the league. So I think we've got to we've
2: got to kick on though, haven't we? Yeah the, Yeah we do. Sorry, sorry, go on Tom.
4: I was gonna say the I don't know when the last time was we won four on the bounce. That'd be quite the same, wouldn't it, if we can beat Charlton, especially if we can give Appleton the sack. What a great Saturday that'd be in store. But I think if just look at the fixtures now it's a pretty ridiculous run coming. You after Charlton you got Bolton twice, both in the cup and the league, who are above us. Oxford, who are above us. Sorry, I'll, I'll go in chronological order. So we got Charlton, then Bolton, and then it's Stevenage away uh, above us. Oxford home above us. You've got Cheltenham away, which is not an easy place to go. I know they're down there, but obviously it's away on a Tuesday night, which we don't do well at. Then it's Peterborough above us and Bolton above us. And then later in, it just beyond hard So me. Oh, February's tough, I didn't realise. Yeah. So if, by the time we get to Portsmouth at the start of March... <clears throat> You'll know a lot more about where we're going to be. I know it's an obvious thing to say, but what a run that is! You've played them all, then, haven't you? Is it game? There's not many, not many big teams up there for us to to go up against. Does... You know, it's a it's better run it between then and the end of the season. Does the Orient game come after Bolton?
3: I think it no, does. A rearranged one.
5: Yeah, I think it does. So it me- <clears throat> means we got we yeah. got four away, four away, and six out, uh, out of the six games in February.
4: Yeah, and Shrewsbury straight after that as well, which is start of March. But that's a fifth away game in it in that in that run. Yeah, and you two at home Omer,
3: Oxford, and Bolton. February's is going to be pivotal one, I think. Looking at that, yeah, it's going to define our season. So if we get eighteen points
5: in February, we'll be laughing.
4: <laughs> yeah, and there's there's obviously that um, there's ready on the end. The last game of the season, it so you'd hope there's nothing riding on that if they're down there fighting for their lives and getting you know going on the pitch and getting games postponed like we've had to do before. So you wouldn't want to be in that position where we need a win and we end up getting a point because they only played the first X amount of minutes like we did to Huddersfield that time. So we need to get um, we need to get into those playoffs before that if we can. Obviously, the Barnsley's before that, which is it could be a straight shootout. So, yeah, that between sort of Portsmouth and Barnsley, we've pretty much got to win all of them and they're very winnable games apart from sort of, Derby away. So, that's the, the run I'll be looking at after we get through this horrendous month in February. But, yeah, as we know, Critchley raises his game against the better teams, doesn't he? And we, we tend to do quite well. So, I'm really excited to see us go up against all these teams and uh, sort of try and match them. So, yeah, should be a good good few weeks
5: going up, hopefully. We we
4: we do player
3: ratings.
5: Sorry, we we certainly like if if we're going to get on a run, we'll need the stadium to be more like it was against Forest from uh, a noise angle Um, than we than we've had it this season. We've certainly um, due to a few factors, um, the football and. Uh, the football, the where we are in the league, the fact that Critchley came back and probably divided the fan base, and and things like that. So all those things have have led to the atmosphere um, dropping off. But it was back against Forest, and it and it felt it felt great that that was the atmosphere was back, and the team reacted. the The team loved it, didn't they? Joseph running around, and yeah. and, and and Gabriel and. And and they love it when it's like that, but they've got to be we've got to be inspired as well. Um and and like build it, build it, and and to the media team, build the bloody games up like they mean something. Build them up and make and, and give give people reason to want to come that look on social media. They really need it. We need it, and we need to get on a run, and we need everybody to be behind, behind that this team in the ground. If these are going to go on a run, they need us.
3: We need the grim creeper giving a rallying cry on the uh, Tannoy before each game. Step aside, Tony Parr. Absolutely.
5: <laughs> Me and Raggy on the Raggy Aid for an hour, and then like get at it. Yeah.
4: Do you think the? It will be. A, I mean, it surely it'll be a factor with Appleton coming back on Saturday. That's enough to get us going, isn't it? Surely, a nice edge. edge. Yeah. yeah. Forest after the Forest uh, game and the three back-to-back wins. That's uh, that's your momentum builder, isn't it? So Appleton coming back. Oh, you're giving this still
5: fact. losing. You look. You look. You look at the next six home games. Next six home games. Appleton coming back. Bolton coming. We should be up for that. Oxford. Bolton again. Yeah. Portsmouth, and then and then the uh, uh, the non-league team from down the road.
3: I can't remember the name. Um, yeah, you're right though. That's the hell of a run of fix home fixtures coming up. It is, and I think you're going to get that atmosphere that you want in Andy. I think with these games, and it's it's hopefully. good that we've gone on this this little three-game bounce to, you know, hopefully get more bombs on seats and get people more invested in it. I think they will be now because we've. Got a bit of bit of momentum now I think so but we we, we,
5: chop, we need everyone to everyone to sell you know get the mates going again and and feel as the, the, get the feel good again and um and but the club have got to do their bit I keep saying it and saying it and saying it there's nothing coming out from the club that's building the next game up and build the next game up like we did when we were selling out we had a lot more activity from the club to build these games up to get more tickets sold, and we've got to do that. What do you
3: suggest, Andy?
5: Just got to do, They've got to be active on social media and say, big game for you know big game build up. And and I, I really felt sad against Forrest that we did we just treated it like it was a uh, like Carabao Cup first round. The, the, there was nothing coming out, so we need to build the game up. So I keep keep saying the younger kids they are, they're all social media, so use the social media to 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 get some energy and enthusiasm in the town towards the football club. Look at how we've been before when we were successful um we had a really positive positive feel about the club. everything was positive um but a lot of that came through Holloway and whatever else but we we felt felt positive that's where we got to our best. And So, like, let's build that positivity again.
3: Okay, fair enough. Um, we're going to play ratings, or should we skip that?
2: Give well, I was going to say, yeah, they didn't list on radio as well, did to, to do it, but um, we could have done with uh, Matt and Tim. Yeah, play
3: Tim and Matt were supposed to be here for that. So, we'll
2: I just wanted to mention, John, before we move. Sorry, before sorry. we move on to the um, the Charlton get, um, game. Um, We've obviously, we're still in the transfer window, aren't we? And um, whether whether you think there'll be any more, I know Kenny's, well, going, but that seems to be dragging on. Um, and whether you think we'll uh, we'll get any in between now and uh, when it closes. There was that United lad, wasn't there, that was mentioned? I think he's going to Port Vale, I read, today. Um, I don't know if it's happened or not.
3: Or where Where do we need to strengthen, if anywhere, then? Where do you think we'll be looking?
5: Personally, oh, I would talk about this briefly on the last think
2: pod,
3: it's... weren't we? And,
5: Rob? Go on, Nick. Sorry, not go on, Andy, you right. Um Personally, I think midfielder, I think we've got five strikers because um, we've got uh, Noko Asinu no party to come back mm. uh, and Lavery, Joseph, Rhodes... Beasley, uh, if, we, if we see him
3: again, this yeah, season, we're strong enough up top, aren't we? I think you're
0: right. We
5: midfield. can't keep keep signing more and more and more strikers. Um, Wing I, backs were all right. Just, the back were all I, right. I think we it's it's one one very good central midfield player. So, like, back, let's sign Kenny. That's what I was going to say,
2: <laughs> yeah,
5: because um,
2: you know he is going to go. He is going to go, isn't he? From from what we've we've read it just hasn't happened yet for one reason or another. And I'd agree, I think up top, uh, with Kwasi coming back, we're, we're pretty well stacked in that area. And now Joseph is, is up and running. Um, fullbacks were looking okay. I mean, it might depend what happens with Andy Lyons. Fingers crossed for me. He, I wouldn't want to see him go. I hope he, he sticks around because I still think, um, for me, he, you know, he should be involved. Um, so it's probably a centre midfielder, um, whether it's to do what Kenny does or even an upgrade on that, and and chip in with a few goals like like Morgan's doing. That that would be uh, tremendous. Just hope there isn't a saga like we you know we've seen in the past where we go in for someone and bids are going back and forth and it gets to our past eleven at night and then it's not happening and you it's too late to do anything about it. Like we saw with Cameron Brannigan at Oxford. Um,
5: we we also but, yeah. we also don't know how the ffp is sacking up either you know we might have to be careful with the uh, it might not be a wage wages issue what we're going to afford it might not be a transfer fee what we're going to afford it might be ffp that we we're, we're struggling with a little bit or we might be on the edge who knows i don't you know we don't, we're not part to that are we yeah Picture i doing. think
4: the, the obvious uh, gaps that we've created so far is Tom's gone and um, Thompson's gone, so I don't think Tom is a, a direct replacement for Husband necessarily, but a left-footed centre-half who can maybe fill in a left-back like Husband can. If we lost Husband, I don't know who would play on the left side of defence and I think that's been a gap for a while, so I'd quite like to see someone come in there. Obviously, we don't really play a left-back. It's either Lions or a winger in it on the left at the moment. Mm-hmm. Sort of, Gabriel's our only full-back. As well as lions, so that that probably be a gap for me. If we can get someone capable of playing both, there is obviously the um, there's in there that's it's Coulson and there's Coulson, yeah, yeah. He's a bit more defensive minded, maybe, but <clears throat> center half wise, that feels like maybe a gap. And then yeah, definitely midfield. Great to see Morgan chipping in with some goals, and then you got Sonny Carey and Matty Virtue's done okay when he's been in as well. So maybe it's you know one more option in there that's capable of doing both would be quite a good option for us. But that feels like the two gaps to make. Maybe alone, you know, we has gone back, so replacing him effectively.
2: And I think whoever comes in, I know it sounds like an obvious thing to him, we've said it before, but particularly if it's a lone player, um, you just want some it needs to be better than what you've got. You know, somebody who can come in and, and make a real difference between now and the end of the season.
5: Like Tranmere like Tranmere did with Apta.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we've seen it before, haven't we, with lone yeah. players who've been brilliant for us you know Dewsbury Hall was was fantastic and and one or two others and then you see when it doesn't work out like we've already talked about in previous pods with with Weir I thought he was going to play a big part of the scene but it it, it didn't work out um but we'll see we'll see there's still time to uh to get one or two in isn't there maybe we need to go back in for Anthony Evans.
3: <laughs> no! Played all right for Bristol Rovers. Was, that, I'm, I'm assuming that was the anti-Anthony Evans. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right.
5: I just I just think we'll go in for Chris Martin when he's about 43 or something just to stop him scoring against us. We'll put him in the development team as captain just to stop him scoring against us. He,
2: Is Big Gaz still training with us?
3: Yeah, yeah. He's the one who need a deadline day signing and will probably unveil Big Gaz. Coming out of the sea again that be a bit nippy in January, though. Mm. Right, let's move on to Charlton. As we've just said, massive game. I think Charlton Lewis just equalised to someone in the comments. So, fingers crossed. Big Mickey is still with us on Saturday. It'll be a fabulous atmosphere in the ground if he, if he is there. Um, let's pick our team for it. We haven't done this in a while. Let's... Uh, just a, as in a quick aside, I haven't got the Coulson player in here, so let's do the get our team without him. Um, okay, so let's go, let's go around the positions and pick our team to beat Charlton. I'm assuming we're going with the 5-3-2, 3 5 whatever you want to call it. Um, Rich O'Donnell or Dan Grimshaw, if Grimmy's back? I'm going for okay. Grimmy.
5: Just because he's, just just he's better with his feet, to be fair. Not
3: that O'Donnell did anything wrong. Okay, three centre central defenders. We have it in there. Tom, you thought? I think the husband picks himself, doesn't he, on the left?
4: And then. Um, Big Martin did quite well at the weekend, so I wouldn't want to see him dropped. And then there's probably a toss-up between Casey and Pennington for the final position, pr- probably. Connolly's not getting it back in then, unless you're picking Connolly. But I don't think he's done enough in the last few games.
2: Excuse me, Thoughts? I I'd probably go Casey. I think, he, and don't get me wrong, you know I like Pennington, um, but I think I'd uh, I'd probably just edge it for for Casey for me.
3: We in agreement there. I'd, I'd yeah.
5: like, I'd like to say
3: Pennington. I'd, I'd personally I'd, put Pennington if he was fit. I'd rather Pennington instead of Marv. I, I,
5: I think that he'll play. He would play Casey and and then play Pennington during the week against Bolton to to get him back up to speed of the games. Yeah. I think that that might be what happens. Um, and you can't. You can't knock him if he if he does that, really. Um, You know that back three did pretty well on Saturday, didn't they? So you can't you can't. uh, I I think anyone would feel a bit aggrieved to be dropped. I suppose.
3: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hayden Coulson has been picked up by my scraping tool, so he's in. Uh, Right. So wing backs. I'd personally go with Lions and Gabriel, but that's just me. I would.
4: So do the same. thinking further ahead, are you dropping CJ or are you playing him somewhere else?
3: Mm, that's the other thing. Yeah.
0: I just Can think Gabriel's like better I just think them.
3: Gabriel's better than CJ in that position. Possibly play CJ elsewhere. He's a, I, specialist. He's a specialist wing-back, isn't yeah. he? we we'll his
4: agreed on Gabriel, goal. I think, aren't we? Gabriel's on the right, I think.
3: Is that right? Yeah. What does everyone else think? Wing-backs? I'd pick Lions. <laughs> left side. CJ was, as Bison has just said there, CJ was shite on Saturday, apart from his goal. He was very hit and miss.
2: I I mean, he can be, can't he? Um, I, I think I think Lions and Gable, we, you, you probably get a better balance.
4: For me, yeah, you're picking two defenders effectively there, though, aren't you? And we're playing Charlton at home, so only playing devil's advocate. But do you put Dale in? Do you put CJ in? And and then when we when we're two nil up, you put a defender on, or if we're in the lead, so it is a tricky decision this one, isn't it? I think it's the hardest two
3: to pick in this team, really. I don't think. I think so. Dale Dale's probably been a bit hard going done going by it as well, hasn't he? Because he's. He's not what was down much this season, Dale, so A lot of people in comments are saying, um mentioning Coulson over Lyons. Um Coulson's just been He's steady, isn't he? Yeah, he's just steady. He doesn't look a, a goal threat like Lyons is. And I think people forget that. Lyons is goal threat. I think I think
5: Lyons and Gabriel have got a threat have have got a threat coming in at the back post. Um both of them have got a threat at the back post and both both are quite good in the air running onto crosses. Um so you know he's not gonna go with Gabriel and Lyons. You know it'll be more alive. This is our be, team though, Andy. It's our pick yeah. remember. Yeah. And so well, we've shall played, we go... Before,
4: if we go for the two wing backs then we can be more attacking in midfield then can't we? So yeah. before anyone starts kicking off in the comments saying, Wow, we're so defensive, we'll we'll fix it further up
2: the pitch. But I, I I get your point, but I, I like say, I say you know it's not like the the those two players can't get forward, you know, Lions but yeah. no, he was all Was he our second top scorer in the championship, wasn't he, last season, Lions? Yeah. I know we that was probably not much to say considering how poor we were, but he you know he has got a goal in him, hasn't he? Okay. Into the midfield.
3: Andy, pick us a central midfielder. Um, picking Ray Wilkins. Uh, do that
5: fella, Dougal, is he? <laughs> said, the lesser spotted Dougal. That's what it is. Um, I think Nober will play in central midfielder. I just don't think he'll 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 vie away from that. So just get away, get away from his team, our team, Andy. <clears throat> But i, I don't pick. see I don't really think we've other than playing Morgan a little bit deeper when he's on when Morgan's been getting forward and scoring I think you've got to release him to go forward you have to norbert norburn I like Norburn when he's pacing f- forward I hate yeah. the Norburn facing our own goal mm. like who I, I, Who could you play over Norburn if we're if we're not putting like an attacker
4: in that position? You just won one, one. Well, What's like not defensive, but just sort of middle. With well, it's best... Oakley Dougal and Norburn, isn't it?
5: No, no. The best player that when Norburn wasn't playing and Dougal's not played, the best player to play in that deep role was Ben Morgan. But that he had the best game playing in that role, but. Your problem is he's been getting forward and scoring, so you don't want to take that out of the game now. You've got mm. to have him in think, there to... I think... He's confident, really so like let him run. But So that means you've got to have a deep liar, so you've got to have Norburn, really.
2: I think David James Jackson's got it in comments. That's the, the remaining five for me. Morgan, Norburn, Dembele, Joseph and Rhodes.
4: I yeah. think... I don't mind that. And I would, one thing I was just going to say on Morgan, if you play him deeper, which we're not going to do by the looks of things, but he came on against Charlotte anyway from home, and he was trying too hard against his former club, and he he contributed to us throwing that game away a little bit. So I wouldn't want to change what he's doing at this moment in time, especially against his former club. Just let him play how he's been playing, and don't make too much of a fuss
3: of it. So yeah, I wouldn't want him. I'd have to play Norburn probably myself. Yeah, I, I think I'd put Nor I'd put Norburn in. He keeps. Keeps it ticking over, doesn't he? He's an experienced head that you need in there. Yeah, he's got to go.
5: But but, but, give Norburn his neck injury back so he can only face forward.
4: <laughs> I think uh, uh, an honorary mention to uh, Matty Virtue as well because he, he's solid when he's played recently and I wouldn't mind him being thrown in on Saturday but I think he just misses out on this occasion because two of our best players at the minute have been Morgan and Dembele so you can't not pick them
3: ok pick the top two um, Jordan Rhodes not scored in seven is looking a bit leggy time for a break unleash Joseph and Lavery if I'd have or... been if, if I'd have been if I'd have
5: been Neil Critchley I would have told Roads when he got off the bus on Saturday, right to not come back till Thursday. I just said go and go and stick your feet up for a, a recharge a few dodges. days, yeah, yeah, and just don't 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 bother coming in for a few days. Um, because like the the Jordan roads that we saw full of energies is like I, I the guy gives gives everything for you. he's he. He does much more closing down than I ever thought he would do. When the Huddersfield fans were saying to us, saying to me, "He'll he'll do nothing for you. Give him a chance and he'll take it." Right, but he does get through a lot of work. He gets through a lot of work, and I do think he contributes to other people playing
2: well. He does, and I, you know, I said on the last part, I hadn't realised it was seven games, but it's like we saw on Saturday, you know, he's still got that bit of cleverness where he, he slides in and gets the ball to Joseph, for the, who crosses for the goal, um, and I think he just, does get that one chance. Yeah, you know, I like Lavery, brilliant energy, we saw it against Forest, but I think I like him coming off the bench and doing that. Um you know, if 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 Road just gets that one chance, we've seen it, just the way he puts it away, there's other players and they probably snatch at that a bit. And um so for me, even though he hasn't scored in in seven, I still I'd still start him.
3: i I agree, Nick, but I'd like to see
2: Lavery come on with more than twenty minutes left in a game. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it would be nice to see him a, a bit sooner. Well, that song, you know, Critch- she likes to leave it all 70, 75 minutes, doesn't he? Right,
3: let's, go, let's go around the room then. Let's pick our two. I'm going with Lavery and jo- uh, Lavery and Joseph. Andy? I'd, I don't think it, we can leave Rhodes out of this
5: game. Rhodes and Joseph, uh, Lavery to come on. R- Lavery to start against Bolton.
3: So yeah, yeah. I'd,
4: I'd say same as that.
3: Rhodes and Joseph. Same for me. Motion carried. So that's the same. team.
5: We do. We do team need you to get. Saturday, yeah? We do need to get one or two of these lads with ninety minutes against against Bolton. We have to. Yeah, we have to. The
4: only the only two changes we've made from Saturday is the, the fullbacks in it from uh, Coulson and Hamilton, so we're pretty happy with nine out of the eleven. So <laughs> guaranteed somewhere much <sighs> way, I think.
3: Guaranteed that no, will never happen anyway. Not the same.
5: We are n- never usually anywhere near. Are we? did we have that one where we got ten out of eleven or something?
2: Well, that's the closest we've
5: been. Yeah. Must have been Sadler going in telling him, "Don't put that a bet it. on this team. You better play ten of and-
3: them." <laughs> right, just before we go, you um your little stats from uh Charlton End. um. Fun fact their away form is worse than ours played 13 one, drawn six lost six um like i said they've not won since 28th of november 2023 that was 2-1 against cheltenham their current form is played five one zero drawn one and lost four therefore cheltenham athletic
2: are going to beat blackpool 2-1 nick um I'm hoping that Appleton's still there, and there isn't not that it'd be a new manager, as in they'll appoint someone by Saturday if he goes. But even if it's a temporary manager, you sometimes get that that bounce, don't you? So I'm hoping he, he clings on and he is still in charge. Um, I'm going to go two 0 to Blackpool. Well, my camera just went off.
3: Then um, Grim Reaper, what are you thinking? the stands are going to be rocking
5: on saturday as we win 4-0 wow and uh, we are going to we will be 2-0 up at 3-0 up at half time and the stands will be rocking get yourself down to bloomfield road on saturday because you're going to see some superstars on show <laughs> it's been on it's been on the radio He's been yeah. doubling up. Sorry, Ken. He just sent me a text before to say, "Get the positivity
3: going." I think <laughs> uh, we all got the Bristol Rovers result correct. Tom, we all predicted a win. Unbelievably, that came true. So, uh, what's on? Yeah, what's on your mind for this game. Do you think we're going four in a row?
4: I think we are. I don't want to copy Nick, but I think 2 0 as well. I think we'll be 1 0 in a cagey affair, and then we'll score a second You know, as they're pushing forward and, and win it. Um, I was just remembering, I can't believe how long it is ago, but we I think it's 16 years ago we played Charlton, If you remember that 5 3 thriller that we had, um, we pulled Dick off scoring a couple. So I was just remembering that from like doubt, you know, memorable fixtures down the years of playing Charlton, but hopefully something similar in store. This Time and yeah, I'm gonna
3: go for a 2 0 win. Excellent, sir. Let's, uh, let's hope they all come true apart from mine. Well, you, can just see, said a bit
5: you can see Darren McKenzie and Bison's have my mentality of a week ago.
2: No, no, and 3 1. Well. <laughs> no, <laughs> Darren's Darren's pretty positive, normally to be fair. Bison's isn't, but there we go.
3: Right, chaps, thanks for coming today, Darren. As always, um, kept it under, just on an hour this evening, so it's a bit more uh respectable time. Yep, yeah, um, do like and subscribe if you're watching the YouTube already to be Thanks for watching, thanks for downloading and come on the pool, let's get four in a row. I pool. pool. Just before you head off, I know you've just enjoyed what you've listening to, of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter programme for the price of a pint per month. You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod. You'll get faster releases of the audio pod. You'll get it before the uh, the Great and Wash does. And also, you'll be saying thanks for these uh, brilliant podcasts, and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod. Price of a pint per month. And you also get access to our um, WhatsApp Patreon supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there. And you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So, yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod. And if you don't sign up, you're a. Uh you later thanks for listening
1: the talk Sport fan network is proudly teaming up with three for mental health awareness week this year beyond the pitch beyond the results we're here to connect fans getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans we're a team with two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges
0: Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network Talk Sport powered by fans